People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is Stephen Kravitz in the seat. Welcome to People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. Go to our Facebook page, search Facebook for People of the Book on 101.9 High FM, and you'll see the people we interview will be mentioned there, their books, how to get hold of them, uh, all the books that we mention on the show. And to start off with the first half of our show, we've got an interview with a South African living in Israel who has written a young adult's book, which is quite exciting. And we have Shaul Burr on the line from Israel. Welcome. Bruchim Abayim, Shaul. Hi, thank you very much, Rabbi Kravitz. Um, I'm very excited to have you on the show, and your book is, it's, 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 it's a very, very interesting book, and I've got a lot of questions that I want to ask you about, about the book and about why you wrote it. The title is yeah. Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox. I'm going to start off before we even get to the book, because you are from South Africa, and you've done a lot for the community here, and you continue to do a lot by remote control from Israel. So before we get to the book, let's hear a little bit about Shaul Burr and uh, the legacy that you've left behind in South Africa. People might not know, but JJCF is one of your uh, legacies. Uh, yes, that's right. It's, um, I created that just before making Aliyah, so that's a, a little uh, 15 years, nearly 16 years ago. And in your, when you're not writing novels, you work in the. the, the I'm, in, I'm in software development. I'm a software architect. Uh, uh, that's my that's my full time occupation. Uh, when I can squeeze some time out of uh, out of nowhere, then I then I um, then I attend to my family and my my personal fitness, and sometimes I write. But even in software, you do have a very strong educational focus in your in your in your job. Yeah, that's right. I'm um, I'm working for Lifecell Education, um, which is a company that's promoting literacy in um, all around the world. And so that actually leads very, very nicely to writing a book because you are promoting literacy, you're promoting reading, but you're doing it in a very specific way. You want young Jewish teenagers to read. Um, what led you to write the book Ari Barak and the the free will paradox? Well, I'll tell you because um, it's because I have a personal failing for uh, for sci-fi fantasy genre. Um, I, I, I've read the Harry Potter series several times, Artemis Fowl, Bartimaeus, Lockwood and Co. You name it. This is I just really enjoy it, but I, I, I feel bad about reading it because it's like almost kind of empty calories of reading it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't really add much to me personally and I said I said after finishing one of these books I said to my wife you know I really enjoy this but I feel bad about it because there's nothing there's nothing like this in the Jewish world that's going to add something substantial that's going to have any any real content to it so she said look and said no good so I said okay this is this is going to be my job in the world so I had I had a number of ideas in my head which were rather um, rather adventurous and kind of pushing the envelope in terms of uh, in terms of Jewish thought, but um, uh, you know I checked them out. Uh, you know, uh, and they, they they held water. I lucky I checked with my rabbi, and uh, and he said, yeah, it sounds it sounds okay. So there's some very adventurous uh, um, interpretations of uh, of Jewish philosophy that I'm that I'm employing in in the book. And so while it's uh, I first came up with the with the fundamental underpinnings of the book and uh, the revolutionary grasp of reality that the book presents, and then built the story around that 
um, as uh, a great adventure, um, and uh, and so at the same time, the intention is that uh, to create a to create a work of fiction that at, uh, at the same time is being thoroughly enjoyable and gripping reading. Um, it actually adds something to you and um, and gives you something to think about in terms of in terms of the real world. That is, that, uh, everything you say it sounds absolutely fascinating, and I like the way that you say the underpinnings of the book because true, true, true reading experiences that enrich us do have to be underpinned. But before we get to any underpinnings, what's the basic storyline? Okay, so uh, the basic storyline uh, without giving well, too much away, just give us the launchpad storyline. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically it's about a couple of uh, of teenagers who find uh, find themselves in a yeshiva, um, which is uh, very very different from your classic yeshivas. They don't have a normal curriculum, and and uh, they're teaching a curriculum which is all about how the universe functions. Um, and things get interesting when they start moving into the practical realm, and that's when and that's where the adventure really gets uh, really gets going. Um, so, so, so the the teachings of the yeshiva are basically my uh, you know, the, the the hypothesis that I came up with about how the universe functions, and uh, and then they they delve into it in a in a, in a very very practical sense. Um, and there's some interesting interactions that uh, that happen with that with that, uh, that proposed version of reality. And and you have a, a well plotted storyline that carries the reader the whole way through the book. So it's not just the underpinnings, and it's not just the the the, the expressions of of you say your hypotheses, but it's also the, uh, it's, it's, it's plot driven as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, once you've got all of that scaffolding, you still have to have the underlying principles, as you said, your underpinnings. What ideas did you put into this novel? Um, what ideas? The, uh, the, or if there's um, if there's could, some sukim or midrashim that that okay, so I mean, it was it was based a lot on some ideas that that come from uh, Nefesh Achayim, that come from Derech Hashem, um, and uh, and Mishtav Neliyahu. So um, some very fundamental ideas that are that are very you know mainstream in terms of Jewish thought, but putting them together and, and carrying them out to a uh, to a logical conclusion, uh, I actually wind up proposing my own solution to the classic uh, paradox of free will, which is, you know, how can we have free choice if God knows what we're going to choose? It's a, it's an it's an age old paradox, and greater minds than than mine have uh, have tried to have tried to grapple with it. Um, but uh, I think I've come up with a with a satisfactory solution, which uh, which works out uh, very very well in terms of uh, in terms of the storyline. What's also very exciting is that, as you said, it's an age old issue that face uh, that, that all philosophies and all traditions, all cultures have to deal with. What you've done is you've updated it for. 21st century Jewish youth and you've forced them through an exciting novel to deal with the free will paradox head on. That I think is yeah. a great and achievement. If I may interject something over here it's, it's, it's titled as a young adult but uh, let's be honest about it, there are young at heart adults out there who are going to love it. Well, uh, that's the next question. We're going to have a, an ad break right now, and then I'm going to get back to this question. Who should be reading Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox straight after this ad break? People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. 
Welcome back. This is People of the Book on 101.9, Chai FM. To find out more about the interview right now with Shaul Byrne, his book Ari Barak, and all the books that we discuss on the show, go to Facebook, search for People on the Book, People of the Book on 101.9, Chai FM, and you'll find all the details. Uh, Shaul, very, very much enjoying speaking to you about your book, uh, Ari Barak. And as I said just before the ad break, young adult fiction, really, you're right, isn't only for young adults, the teenage market. I think most probably more adults read Harry Potter than, 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 than children. Uh, your book, who are you directing Ari Barak at? So the, my target is basically anyone who um, who would otherwise be reading Harry Potter. Quite honestly, if you if you enjoy the Harry Potter genre, then you're going to enjoy Ari Barak, whether you're uh, whether you're 16 or 60. Uh, and it's it's something that can ap- appeal to a wide variety of tastes. And uh, you know, I've, I've had a very good response to book from people um, uh, who who have. Frankly, admitted that they, that you know this isn't this really isn't their genre, but they nonetheless enjoyed it very much anyway. What I found in my years giving shirim and being a teacher is that you can take any topic, whether people are interested in it or not. But if you make it urgent and relevant to people, they will they will give you their full attention and they'll find that they enjoy that exposure. So with the free will paradox, if you put it in a very exciting novel, you, I think you've successfully made that leap into people's into people's thoughts and into people's hearts now talking about getting to people's hearts and you're comparing your book to harry potter harry potter is populated with some of the most interesting and lovable characters and a few really bad ones as well what type of characters what type of personalities will we encounter in ari barak uh, the, the full gamut, as I actually say in the in the introduction, you know, the, the standard way of any similar in any uh, similarity to persons living or dead is uh, is coincidental. But if you see anything of somebody that uh, that you that you think you know, uh, that's good because uh, <laughs> I try to mix up the characters and give give lots of different types of uh, of people inside the inside the book. Well, um, Ari Barak I'm himself. Is is a very he's a very lively teenager. Yeah, he's a, he's an ADHD teenager um, with a, with a lot of energy <laughs> and uh, and not, and often not so much focus. And then his close friend is Howard Siegel. Yeah, I, I put a South African character into there. Howard is Howard is from South Africa, and uh, and he's um, he's a pretty smart guy. Um, and uh, a lot more cerebral than than Ari, and um, and there are a couple of uh, other interesting characters. We have uh, we have an Indian Chassid, um who's rather comical and, and very talkative, and um, and the, the the calming influence of the Rashi Shiva Rabbi White, who uh, on top of it all and and always in control. And then you also have a super. You have a mute giant with superhuman strength. Ah, yes, that's him. Igor. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost yeah. I almost feel it's like it's like a, a character who could be drawn from the legendary golem in Prague. Uh, that 
whether it was created or not, exists in culture. Well, it, it, it could be, but we don't want to get into any spoilers here, do we? Okay. So now, <laughs> the next point that I also want to ask you is that this book has also been a long journey for you. You've got a, a, a book that you've self-published. You've sent stock to South Africa, which you told me is all sold out. You've also yeah. launched it as an ebook. The, the writing process, the um, the publishing process—that's all part of a journey. And when I speak to yeah, authors, I'm, I'm as interested in your inspiration as I am in your process. So, if, so okay. that personal well, journey. The, uh, yeah. So I'll tell you the, one of the most commonly asked questions that people ask is like, "Where on earth do you find time to write?" And um, the, the truth of the matter is I actually didn't, I, I really did have to dig time out of nowhere because, you know, I'm working a full-time job and I'm, uh, and I'm a father and husband and uh, have lots of other things. I mean, I've got a mentor as well and keep that going and, uh, and keep my personal fitness up. But the fact is that when you have a priority in life and something is really, really important to you and you, and you see this as like part of your mission in life, you will find time for it. It's, it's not, it's not a, you, know, you don't have to be forced into it and, and, uh, and there's no such thing as, oh, I don't feel like it now. This is, when you're, when you're passionate about something and, you, and you're driven to, to get it going, the time will make, it, will, will make itself almost. You'll, you, you'll, you'll just find it and, and make it. It took me a year to write this book in my, in my spare time. Um, but uh, you know, that and that effort was was driven by my by sheer force of will that I that I, I had this book inside of me and I needed to get it. Hello. Uh, yes. Hello. You had the book inside of you in sheer force. I thought we. My book. Yeah. Uh, you, you, we haven't lost you yet. Yes. Uh, okay. No. It's, uh, yeah. So when you've got when you've got the book inside of you and it, and it, and it, it just has to get out, then uh, so uh, you know the, the time you make the time. And so, over th- over an extended period of time, you you created, you created this yeah. this, this 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 novel. I'm imagining that there are people in the country who, unlike me, who I've got a copy in my hands. They don't. How can someone in South Africa who wants to read Ari Barak, either an adult or the one the teenager listening, okay, you know, so there are a couple, there are a couple of options. One, if you if you want to read it on Kindle, it's available right now on Amazon.com. Um, if you don't, if you don't want to read it on Kindle, don't have a Kindle device, or want to be able to read it on Shabbos, and um, you can order from the online bookstore. Then our book depository does uh, deliver it to to South Africa. Uh, I mean, obviously Amazon does as well. You have to work out which which works out cheaper with the shipping. But I'm organizing now a group purchase. Um, so if we get uh, if, uh, there's a sign up page, and uh, if we get 25 people who are interested in uh, who commit themselves to purchasing, um, then we can get the book uh, to South Africa uh, at, at 240 rand a copy. Um, should I give you the URL now? Um, well, what I've what I'm going to do, I've already post, posted on our Facebook page links to Amazon and to Book Depository. As soon as the show's yeah. over, I'm going to post. You sent me a message for a link that if there's tw- if there's 25 people who order the book, it'll come in for everybody at 240 rand. I'll post it on the Facebook page as well. So anybody listening today, and the show will be re rebroadcast on Sunday. If you listen, then whenever you listen to the show, if you do want. A copy of Ari Barak. 
then just follow us on Facebook. Find that link to the group. It will be there on the Facebook page. And then you could, within a short amount of time, be holding Shulber's Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox in your hand. And you can read it. And because it's a book, you know, the book is the Shabbos Kindle, so you can read it even on Shabbos. Shabbos Kindle? I haven't heard of that. <laughs> the book, a book, a book. The form of a book is the Shabbos Kindle. Because uh, yeah, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, you can always read it, yeah. <laughs> okay, I get the joke. Um, also, if you want to get a preview of the book, then there's an easy uh, URL to remember. It's freebook.shaulbear.com. And and, and that and link has also been yeah, that link has also been posted on the Facebook page. So if you're listening right now and you want to read a few um, pages, you can you can you can go straight onto the Facebook page and follow that link. Um, the, the last question I always ask people: Are you working on any? What are you working on now? Are you working on another novel? Have you been able to carve time out of your granite timetable? <laughs> Um, I, 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 the starting process of the novel is always in the thought, and trust me, there are thoughts swirling through my mind as to how the next one is going to go. Um, I have not yet uh, started writing any actual any actual text, and I'll, honestly, I'll need to get permission from my wife to do that because if I'm going to write another book, I'm going to need her buy-in so that I can disappear for however long to, to be able to write it. Good luck for this book. I do hope that this radio interview will bring Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox to a lot more prospective readers and that they, everyone listening, take the time, go to Facebook, follow the links, read a few pages of the book, and then you can follow other links and you can get a copy of the book. And I think you've done a huge service for Jewish youth in creating a what could be the beginning of the start of a series where you're going to be reading and getting good you know, hashkofic calories through your reading and grappling with big ideas. I think that's an absolute, as an educator, that's, a, that's, that, that's the most that we can ask from books, that they're well written and that they engage our youth. So well done. Thank you. And the best of Hatzlocha you Rabba, know, that the book should get a wider readership. You should go into oh, reprints Thank you very much. and that uh, we'll hear more from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. It's our pleasure. Hi FM. People of the Book on 101.9 Hi FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 Hi FM. We've just finished an interview with Shaul Burr from Israel. He's a uh, young adult, and for adults who are still young, book Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox. It's not available in the shops, so all you have to do if you want a copy is go to our Facebook page and then see how you can get hold of a copy of the book yourself. Um, and I'll be adding to the post the, after the show just to make it even easier for a bulk order of 20, you know, 20, 25 people place an order. They'll get the book at a very, very good price, 240 Rand. Now, for the rest of the show, we've got Viz Chitty in from Penguin Random House to discuss with us, and I've seen the list and I know a lot about the books, the most amazing reading list from Penguin and from Random House. So welcome to the, to the, to the show. Viz. Thank you, Stephen. Thank We're you very happy much. to have you. And I'm s- your 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 list is either the books that I'm in the process of reading or my wish list. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we, we you'll never be sure of good stuff to read when it comes to our list. We s- they're so big and so uh, varied, you know. Let, let's start with your specific list, the sure. uh, the penguin list. Sure, sure, sure. Um, look, uh, we've got some really good titles coming up, uh, Jan and Feb. That's the ones I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I've just handpicked a few uh, that I think are 
are going to be worth the, worth the effort to the bookstore and picking it up and reading it. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is On the Bright Side, 85 Years. Um, this is by Hendrik Krun. The first one was 83 and a quarter. Uh, and it is about a man who's in his he's 83 and a quarter years old. He lives in Amsterdam in an old age home. It was funny. It's basically his view on the world and how he sees things and how everybody around him is just waiting to die, really. But he sees things in a very funny way. And that first book was a smash hit. I mean, it was just, it did so well for us. Um, now this is a follow-up and everybody's wondering what's going on with him still. And now he's 85 years old. So it can be read as a standalone. Uh, it's an easy read. Uh, the first book was, like I said, it was very, very uh, funny and, and, and um, entertaining. So this one doesn't disappoint as well. And it's um, like a newly son laugh in old age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just such a refreshing take. To it's also about how uh, he sees the world and and how other people see the world in the old age home. So there's different perspectives as well. It makes it very interesting. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, a big uh, January release for us, and that's the new Hendrik Krum. Cool. And the next one, I see, um, is the Chalk Man. Oh, this one, I can't tell you. I f- I just finished it uh, probably about the end of last year. It was, it was a debut and uh, people said to me no you've got to read it uh, you know she's she's an up and she's going to be big she's going to be a really really good author to look out for uh, so this one is called the chalk man it is multi-layered and the story goes back uh, between um, 30 years so 2016 and then 30 years in 1986 prior to that it just keeps bouncing back and forth our main character his name is Eddie um, in the beginning you is introduced to him and his friends and they like if you remember Stephen King's stand by me those kind of that kind of friendship, small town, and they ride away everywhere with their bikes and that kind of thing. So it reads really nicely, and you start off, uh, and then as you go in, these chain of events happen, and there's a mysterious figure which he meets called the Chalk Man, who, who everybody calls the Chalk Man, and he goes 30 years on. He's an adult. He's 40 years old now, and the past comes back to haunt him. Uh, it's it's really well laid. Like every character, you think you've got them pegged, but not really. You know, you, there's multi layers to each character. Which which is fantastic. And it's a great thriller. It's a great, great thriller. They say it's going to be one of the bigger th- biggest thrillers of this so year. I actually sought uh, Goodreads somehow. Yeah. I get Goodreads emails all the time. Yes. And they they chalking this up as a big book for yeah. anyone who likes thrillers. That's yes, the chalk yeah. man. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, for a debut, she's done really well. You'd think when you read it, you'd think this is a seasoned writer, you know, but she, she's just put it together so well. Apparently, she got the idea from, uh, they were having like a family get-together. And um, she said that all the kids kids had chalk and they were like sort of drawing on the driveway all these stick figures so she comes out after the everything was done in the evening and it got a bit dark and she looked on the driveway and she saw all these stick figures on the driveway and she said to her husband this is really creepy and cool and that's sort of where the story started off very yeah. interesting yeah um, the next one is Ivy and Abe um, also a fantastic fantastic book um, anybody who's into um Romance, but with a twist, they're going to love this book. It's by Elizabeth Enfield. Um, it's basically about two people who meet in the twilight of their years in their 70s. Uh, they knew each other from a while when they were young, and then they sort of, you know, life happened and then they split. So when they get back together, they sort of reminisce on their life that's happened. But what's different about the book and what's edgy about it is it gives you alternative takes, almost like multi multiple universes. So they'll look at the couple and say, what if Ivy and Abe had met when they were in their late 
thirties and let's say one was divorced and the other one was still married, how would that relationship have played out? You know, that kind of thing. They give you alternative takes to this relationship. Um, so again, it's really uh, an easy read, but it's also very interesting in the way she gives you different uh, angles on this one. And it creates a huge amount of philosophical, you know, ideas yeah. around you know, alternative paths that your life will take. Yes, yes. And Had yet, I chosen that, what would have happened there? Yeah. And it's similar to the Kate Atkinson book where there was the, the opportunity to go back in time and relive her life again. Yes. So yes. you got this very big philosophical yeah. idea yeah, yeah. underpinning the whole novel. That That's sounds it. Yeah. And we we all I think we all have this thing where we always look back and say, I wonder if I'd done it like this. Or I wonder if I'd not broken up with that girl. You know that kind of thing. Um, so we all ask the questions, and this book basically puts it in puts it in the, in the story. So it's fantastic. So that's called. It's called Ivy and Abe. By Elizabeth Enfield, E-N-F-I-E-L-D. And it's out in Feb. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Shadow Man by Alan Drew. Um, this, he has done a, wi- a, a book a while ago, um, but it wasn't a full-on novel like, like this one. This is, this is his, I would like to say, his debut fiction. So... Um, it's called The Shadow Man. It's set in California. Uh, it, it, they say it does, when I was going on uh, Goodreads as well, just to see what the feeling was about the book as well. Uh, people were saying that he does for Boston what Dennis Lehane did for Boston, he does for California. So it's that same sort of crime noir um, uh, feel to the book. Um, th- what's interesting is the author, Alan Drew, lived in this little town when he was, when he was younger. He was about 14, 15 years old. And at that time, uh, the serial killer, Richard Ramirez, was actually operating. And they used to call him the Night Stalker. And he used to, you know, come into people's houses. So he's based this, the main, the killer in this book on Richard Ramirez. Right. So again, this character also comes in at the night. At night, he gets into people's houses through the windows, and he kills them, and he strangles them, which is exactly Richard Ramirez's uh, mo. Um, so our main character's name is Ben Wade, really sort of cowboy western name. He comes back to this little town in California. Uh, basically, his marriage has gone sour, and he's come back to re try and put things together and live a quiet life. He's done. Uh, but when he comes back, that's when things start happening. The murders started popping up in this uh, this serial killer is on the prowl and he gets involved in the case but what's good about it is that it's layered uh, there's a teen suicide that also happens and it looks like a suicide at first and he starts to question you know, is it all linked and you know what's this boy why did this boy kill himself or did he kill himself you know so um, it's really really multi-layered crime fiction on this one really good so that's called that's called Shadow, Shadow Man, Man by Alan Drew and when's that available uh, that's also coming in February so in three weeks time it'll yeah. be in the shops yeah Right, and then the next one is a non-fiction title. You know, I like to, we all have really good, we always have good non-fiction. Uh, this is by Daniel H. Pink. I might have touched on it the last time I was here, uh, but I thought it would be nice to talk about it again. Well, Daniel H. Pink, Pink is not yeah. just another author. He's a really big author. He's, he's massive, yeah. yeah. He's just so good. I mean, whatever he's put out so far has become smash hits, bestsellers across the board, globally. Um, when I read um, To Sell as Human, that book, it changed my, my whole perspective on sales and what it means to be in sales it literally changed my life when it comes to my work and um, I love that book so I became a big fan of his couldn't wait for this new one he has a podcast apparently but it went really quiet in the last couple of years and I understand now why he was trying to put this together I guess Um, this is the intersection between business and psychology that's it exactly that Um, but he also goes into you know how you can manage your time 
better. So what's the basic theme of the book when? Uh, it's all about, yeah, timing. It's timing. all about timing in life. When is it the right time to do that? And how do you go about doing it as well? So he's got simple graphs. It's, it's deeply, deeply researched. And he's even got um, six great suge- uh, suggestions for further reading in the back. Uh, what's also nice, he's got something called the Time Hacker's Handbook, which is salient points from each chapter. Which you can basically quickly quick re- quick reference and you can learn from that. Uh, so it's well 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 put together, really well. Put so together. it's a book that's you know we had another Penguin Random House author interviewed last year, Ian Mann. He's a local author. Yes, yes, yes. And Great he guy, yeah. he co- yeah he digests whole books into. A chapter, yeah, and he said that if you read a book like this, you don't just read it and move on to the next book. You yeah. you 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 make the book that you want to implement in your life a y- textbook. Yes, but what yeah. Daniel Pink has done in his book is he's actually done that hard work for you. Yes. You say it; he's got his 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 his, like his a handbook, a handbook, and his main points. The summary at the end of each yeah, chapter. That's what you need, you know, yeah, yeah. because sometimes you can read through it and then you may one or two points will stick with you, but you sometimes need to go back. You know, but he does. He's done that for you. You don't have to go back. You just move forward to read yeah. the summary at the yeah. end of each chapter. So the book's called When. when? It's D- uh, Daniel H. Pink, and he is a he's a very very well known author. Yeah. Like the type of person who's like mentioned the same breath as Dan Ariely, and he's, he'd, be, he'd be on TED Talks, so he'd be yes. go, he'd go to Dave, Davos yeah. and hobnob with the, the, <laughs> the powerful and the, the influential. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is the type of reading experience you'll get if you read the book when. Good. Yeah, that's exactly. It. He's massive. Um, then the next one is a another great a little uh, debut by Alan Parks. It's Bloody January. And it's sort of, I would put it, I don't know if this is a term yet, but it's Scottish crime noir. Um, so it is set in the 1970s. The story starts off with a young boy um, who murders this young woman in the streets of Glasgow, shoots her and then kills himself. Uh, our main character gets involved. His name is Harry McCoy. He's the main detective on the case. He gets involved in this case. And at first, it looks straightforward. You know, it could be a, you know, a romance gone wrong. It kind of, you know, it looks very straightforward. But as he starts digging into this case, and as he goes deeper and deeper, and he uses all his years of experience, and he's got a whole network of underground guys, uh, he starts connecting with all of them. And all this leads back to this very powerful family, um, the Dunlop family. And everything leads back to that. And they don't, obviously, want him snooping around so um, again it is a debut it's very atmospheric you also you almost get a it's a good sense of what it was like in the 70s in Glasgow and that kind of thing so it's it's a fantastic read as well yeah. so you you've read it and you you, you, you give it a big endorsement De- definitely I mean as a debut um, it's really really stands out and that's um, yeah it's Alan Parks that's the name and it's called Bloody January what what I do like about your list is that you've got a lot of debut authors yes because yes, we've yeah. got to give the new authors uh, a place to shine in the sun because otherwise people just keep buying the old authors that they've always been reading absolutely so, uh, absolutely yeah. you're, you're, the, the company Penguin Random House does support debut authors yeah. a lot and yes, the fact yeah. that you've selected a lot of debut novels <laughs> it's like it warms my heart because yeah. I just think we've got to get new voices out yes yes yes, yes. We've and got there's got so much talent our, yeah, yeah, we've got to put our we've got to put ourselves in the review and in uh, in sales yes. behind the debut authors of course yeah, so, yeah. so that is is uh, bloody, bloody January, and it's by Alan Parks. Okay, 
The next one is by Jojo Moyes. Uh, long, long, long awaited. Another huge author. She's become sort of the darling of the, of this sort of genre. Uh, everybody loves uh, her books and her movies. Done well. As uh, there's another movie coming. This one is called Still Me. Uh, it is the third book in the Lou Clark series. I might have touched on it when I was here the last time. Um, it's going to be a really big one. It's coming out next week, so it's going to be the 23rd of Jan in stores. You can go pick it up. Um, and it is about Lou Clark. She's now uh, obviously a relationship. Uh, She's trying to move on from that So she decides to go to New York And when she goes to New York She meets a whole bunch of people And become connected to this whole new circle of friends Which she's never had before And then she meets someone else uh, But prior to, to meeting someone else in New York There's also another gentleman back home And she doesn't know whether to go back eventually Or stay there uh, So it's going to be entertaining It's funny It's a classic Jojo Moyes stuff And people are going to love it I'm sure So still me in the shops next week Friday 23rd January Cool. Then the next one is Need to Know by Karen Cleveland, another debut author. <laughs> she is, uh, in actual fact, she is an actual CIA counterintelligence analyst by, by trade. That's her work. Uh, and now she's turned to writing and turned to fiction. Our main character's name is Vivian Muller, and she has a system on how to basically find spies within uh, within the country. So she's sworn to, to, to protect the country from both domestic and international terrorists and that's her job. And she comes across uh, a computer of a potential uh, operative. And when she comes across this computer, she starts going through it and she basically finds a dossier of, of a whole lot of deep cover agents. And that basically puts her on a path of uncertainty because she she's now, she's got all this information and people know that she has it and it's her and her family and her friends and that kind of, her entire circle is now at risk and it's about her trying to basically keep this thing contained before it blows out of control so if you like spy writing you're going to enjoy it but it's it's a spy writing with a difference because it comes from this family angle and she's actually you know she has a family that she's trying to look after she's not like the sole uh, normally spy novels this is one guy out there alone you know this is a, a normal woman who just works and now she's in trouble because she's discovered something she shouldn't have uh, um, you know, and people know about it. So yeah, that's need to know by Karen. I'm I'm sold on that. I, I love spa books, yeah. but but this is like a, a human spa, you know, a normal yes. person spa. Yes, yes, yes. So that's need to know by Karen Cleveland. Karen. And as you say, she is a CIA operative, yeah, so yeah. It, it would have the ring of authenticity. It really, really rings out because you, when you read it, you'll you'll feel like okay, this woman has definitely been in the CIA. She knows exactly. When you read the angle, you'll understand someone that's researched and wrote about it, and. Someone that's actually been in the field, in the trenches. A book that you didn't put on your list, but I'm going to mention it. Sure. Because it's one of your titles. <laughs> it's the new Jason Matthews. Yes. The, the Kremlin's candidate. Yes. I'm waiting for that book to come out. Oh, that was great. He's, he, it's the third book in a series. Yes. It's called the Red Sparrow series. Yes. The Red Sparrow, the book was published by a different publishing company, but it's been made into a movie. Yes. So Red Sparrow, the movie is going to come out this year. Yeah. The second book, which came out, I think, either last year or the, in the year before, was The Palace of Treason. Yes. That was brilliant. <laughs> that, brilliant. Yeah. And that Jason, now, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Jason Matthews was a CIA operative also working the field he 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 managed spas across eastern europe during the good old days of the cold war yes. so he also has this ring of authenticity <laughs> and when he puts putin into his novels yeah. you just feel that he knows exactly what happens behind closed doors in russia yeah. and that you've been let into this like secret club yeah. you know even though it's published in, you know and the yeah. book is freely available but yeah. you almost feel like you've got a ringside 
front seat to international events. Yes. So that's that book's the Kremlin, the Kremlin's candidate, candidate yeah. and and Russia's having an election this year. Yeah. So <laughs> the book is also it's 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 spy, it's highly topical, yeah. and the the movie for the first book is going to be coming out. So that's another book that I think I. Yeah. I'm going to be looking out for 100% uh, I think the um, The character of Putin Is actually in This book as, as well. well So it feels very authentic Because he uses Actual names and stuff um, Have you read Spoils by Brian van Riet uh, That yeah. one That one was about A guy who was Served in In the Iraq, Iraq Yeah And uh, when he came back He wrote this book And it was so vivid And so Because the guy was actually Shot at And you know He was injured in the war And it's brilliant That book Yeah really that was one of the gritty. I think as soon as it came out It was yeah. called A classic of the Iraq war Yeah Yeah, yeah. it was brilliant So we're going to be back With more Penguin Random House titles Straight after this ad break People of the book On 101.9 High FM uh, this is People in the Book on 101.9 Chai FM. Go to our Facebook page, go to Facebook, search for, it's very long, People of the Book on 101.9 Chai FM. The details of our interviewee earlier, Shaul Burr, and how to get hold of his book, Ari Barak and the Free Will Paradox, is, has been posted. And on that post, there's also how to access a, f- a free sample of the book. And right now we're in studio with Viz from Penguin Random House, and I've posted all the books that he said he was going to mention on an- another post, and I've just added a book which I'll... The the the, um, the, Krim- the Kremlin Candidate, yeah. which I'm going to add to the list. These are all books that are coming out from the publishing company Penguin Random House in January and February. Uh, it's, it's like the cream of the crop. This is the <laughs> <laughs> there's about 20 books on the list. <laughs> so you can start in January. If you finish them by November, you would have done a good read this yes, year. Of course. <laughs> and I think every single book here has very, very wide appeal. Um, the, the list is here on, uh, on 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 Facebook, so you can go there, and you can you can go to Facebook, and you can you can read through Viz's selection. The, we, we, we've got to move on through your list because there's quite a few still coming up. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, it's so hard for me to put these together because there's so many good ones, you know. So it's a bit hard, but I've chosen some good ones, I think, this time. Um, the next one, I believe, you have just finished, or yeah, just finished. Yeah. So White Chrysanthemum is the next one on my list by Mary Lynn Bracht, um, and it's a historical fiction, but historical fiction at its best. Two sisters, North Korea, uh, sorry, in Korea, they are basically Japanese occupied Korea, and they. Um, the older sister saves the younger one and they are split and after many many years the younger sister is still sort of searching um, so I'm sure you've enjoyed this one I'll review well. it it's, when, when's this one out uh, this one is coming out next month it's next month yeah. so I'll review it in February yeah. and once again Penguin House hits on <laughs> themes yeah. this is a Korea story yeah. and World War II Korea yeah. but uh, there's another book coming out in May called The North Star a Star of the North? Star of the North. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Also, that's North oh, Korea. That is such a good one, I tell you. It's such a good one. That, that It's because it's fiction, yeah. but it's, there's facts in there that are deep, The authors, deep, 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 deep. Yeah. it's only come out in May, but yeah. we've already got our copies. Yeah. And the author's <laughs> notes at the back are so extensive. It yeah. reads like t- a Time magazine on North Korea, yeah. but he's put all of that into the novel. It's true, yeah. See, Penguin Anahas is tracking Korea, yeah. historical and also contemporary North Korea. Yeah. So that's like another nice theme that you can follow through the course of the year. Yes. And these books, uh, White Chrysanthemum, I'll review it in a few weeks' time. But it was it's an amazing, amazing book. Yeah. I'll put a request through to interview the author. Oh, so wow, if that yeah. comes through, we'll have her here on Chai FM talking about the Korean World War II experience, which yes. is quite a, it's quite a, a shocking experience. Yeah. 
That's a really, really good one. Um, another one, uh, The Innocent Wife by Amy Lloyd. All right. Uh, now, this one is about a man called Danny Danson. Um, he was accused of a murder 20 years ago. Um, he murdered a 19-year-old girl named Holly Michaels. Uh, and so he was put into prison. And um, he becomes sort of the darling of the internet because everybody, for years, he's been pining for and saying, "This I'm innocent, and you know, I've been accused of something that I didn't do." Um, and everybody buys into that, and there's a whole massive campaign to set him free. Um, and then there's a woman called uh, Samantha who basically is British-born, um, and she's been following this, and she becomes obsessed with him. You know, she becomes obsessed with him. She starts writing him letters, and then they go back and forth, and then they become very intimate uh, letters, and then they sort of fall, she falls. In love with him so eventually this whole campaign works out this guy gets set free and she marries him right and then it starts she starts to second guess whether he actually did do it in fact because he starts to show these weird traits that she didn't see before this and then he, she starts to second guess and another thing is it was that the only woman that he murdered because they were Possibly other murders as well So it's It's really really well put together Sort of It sort of reads very Like a domestic crime thriller um, But it's really really well put together And vivid Really really good So that's The Innocent Wife Wife By Amy Lloyd yeah. yeah And then the next one is The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock By Imogen Hermes Khawa. Uh This one is set in 1785 um, It's a really really great historical fiction as well um, And it's about this merchant And his name is Jonah Hancock And one of, the, one of his captains come to him, comes to him one day And says we've sold one of your ships for a mermaid A specimen which they find Which sort of has the body of a monkey And a tail of a fish And then he realizes that you know, at first he's freaking out because he's lost a ship. Uh, but then he realizes that he could possibly make some money off this and people will, will want to come and see it. And um, so he starts to put things together where people can do that. And he ends up at this big social party where he meets a woman um, who's a courtesan. And she and there's this romance that starts forming from that. Uh, so this is also great historical fiction. Uh, the way she describes um, the city at that time is really, really vivid as well. Really nice. That's the of London, yeah, and this, yeah. This this is a book I'm, I'm about to start reading good, it, and good. <laughs> everyone in the publishing world is talking about yeah. the Mermaid and Miss Hancock. Yes, so it's coming out in February. Correct, correct. But it's a book that I think everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. I've also put a request through to interview her. Yeah, maybe before it becomes the oh, biggest thing in the world, she might give it. us an interview. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. She's good. She's great. She's really, really. Good. There's a huge amount of buzz around this yeah. book as well. Yeah, big, big, big buzz. So we are going to push her. You'll see it all over in the stores. You can't miss it when you get there. Because we're going to really push it um, And it's something to look forward to And the next one is uh, non-fiction uh, I decided to come back home with this one It's Believe in Tomorrow by Musi Maimani uh, So everybody talks about Musi There's a lot election year We're going into election next year uh, There's going to be a lot of buzz around the politics uh, Not that we need any more from last year But, <laughs> but there's going to be more buzz uh, So this is all about Musi This is his life He hasn't really been too um, We don't really know too much about him We know him but we don't really know too much So this book is a bit more intimate uh, it tells us a lot about his personal life, his family, where he's uh, growing up, and obviously where he wants to take the party and where he is right now. So really, really well in depth. And very important, it's not a biography, it's an autobiography. Yes. He's written it himself. Correct. 
and we're going to, he's sharing his life and his thoughts with us, the Th- reader. That's it, yeah. We were actually supposed to bring it out last year, but uh, he needed a little bit more time and he wanted to work on it and make sure that whatever he put out was going to be good and people can enjoy it. Uh, so we've given him a bit more time. Uh, so it's here now and we're going we're gonna to get it soon, so that's next month. You do have a strong connection to the DA because <laughs> Helen Zilla, well, this is a publisher yeah, of, yeah. of political memoirs yeah. and political thought. Helen Zilla's book came out last year, yeah. that big autobiography. Uh, yes, yes, that was that was really good, did really well, not without a fight. Well, not last year, the year before, yes. The year before, yeah. So it was one of the biggest books of that of, of that period, of that year, yeah. And uh, yeah, we did really well with it. And now you've got Musi Maimani's yeah. autobiography. Well, yep. it's, it's an incomplete story because he's still a young man and he's yeah. got a long, f- you know, a long future ahead of him. Exactly. But yeah. it's nice to take a snapshot at this moment in time and yeah. see his life up till now and his thoughts for the future. Correct. As yeah. you said, especially going into a cycle of a of an election, election year in yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he came to power when he was what uh, uh, he started leading the DA when he was thirty five, which is very young, very, you yeah. know. But he's had a very eventful life, so interesting. Um, and then the next one is um, John Barnes. It's a new book by him. Um, it's called um, the only the only story. John Barnes is one of the great men uh, of English let- letters. Most definitely, most. Uh, I mean, a sense of an ending. If anybody who loves books, you have to read a sense of an ending. And that won the that won the Booker Prize a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and it's been made into a movie as well. Correct. So, a sense of an ending is very similar. Uh, this one is very similar to that where we got a man who was in the twilight of his years and he's looking back. You know, as so where did it go? What did I do at that time? So, this is about a young student. Uh, he's 19 years old. It's 1963, and he falls in love with an older woman who's 48 years old um, and it basically doesn't what I like about it they don't really play too much on the age thing it basically looks at or rather focuses on how earlier relationships um, affect a newer relationship you know where you're coming from and how it's where it's going to so, so that's John Barnes yes it's called the only story and when that comes out, I think I've got to give away a copy. Yes. Um, when, is it a February release? It's also a February So release. continue, li- keep listening to Chai FM, people of the book on 101.9 Chai FM. And sometime in February, the, the Julian Barnes. It's, it's Julian Barnes. Julian will Barnes, be yes. his new book. We'll have a giveaway of that as well. Yes. But I'll also do a review as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah? lovely. Good. Maybe I'll put a request through to interview <laughs> him as well. But I don't know how <laughs> lucky we'll be. <laughs> we'll be Great. back with a few more titles from Viz straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People in the Book on 101.9 High FM. We've covered a fortune of books today, so you really need to, you really, really, really need to go to the Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search for People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. Look at the posts, not just today's posts, the two posts from today. One, the interview with Shaul Byrne, how to get hold of his book, Ari Barak and the Fuel Paradox. The other one is what we've been t- in conversation with Viz Chetty about from Penguin Random House. It's a long list, mm. and it's actually all you need for the whole year. So, <laughs> so if you were driving or if you're at home and you're listening and you don't have a pen and a piece of paper next to you, that's fine. I know that. So I've got a Facebook page where you can find all the books there. Whatever we've discussed that wasn't on the page, I'll post right after the show. So it will be a fully comprehensive list. But there's something for absolutely everyone here, and we're not finished. We're definitely not finished. Um, There's one that I was talking to earlier on, and I thought I really want to give it a mention because I'm really excited about this book. Uh, It is by an author called Mick Kitson. Uh, The book is called Sal, that's S-A-L. He is a debut author. 
Again, we really like our debut authors, our new authors. And uh, this book is about two little girls. One's nine and one's 13. And Sal is the older one. And she is basically looking after her nine-year-old uh, sister, uh, stepsister rather. And they are in Scotland and they are in the wild. So the book starts off and they are literally in the bush. And they are fishing and they're hunting and they're camping. And you think, why are two children in the middle of nowhere um, in Scotland, you know? And... Um, then the story so she starts the story is being told by Sal and she starts to go back every every chapter she'll go back and she'll give you a little bit more of what happened and why they got there um, but it, it's a really fun read when you read it it sort of reads like Huckleberry Finn it's all really fun and games but there's also a real element of uh, research in it because she has now sat back and she's watched YouTube videos she studied Bear Grylls so she knows how to do all these stuff and she knows how to survive in the in the in the in the woods now the thing is the book is about survival but not just about in the wilds because as you go through the book you learn that uh, something really bad has happened to these uh, these girls their mother's an alcoholic uh, she had a st- abusive uh, boyfriend and uh, Sal has basically decided she's going to take some action I wouldn't want to ruin it for your readers but um, she's there for a reason she's done something which, which you know when you read it you'll understand why uh, it might not be right but you'll understand why um when you start the book and you go through it, you cannot put it down. I, I promise you, I could not put this book down because I just want to know what happens with Sal next, you know. And then they meet this really eccentric German woman who's, um, I mean, she survived World War II, uh, East Germany, and she's come now to, um, as she wanted to study medicine, and she became a researcher and a doctor. And she now has left society behind, and she's been living in this forest also for many, many years on her own, all alone. Um, and then they find her, and she becomes a friend to them. And... Um, Eventually, they end up going and living in her camp. Uh, so it's a little book. You can go through it very, very quickly. And I think for a debut, it's a fantastic, fantastic book. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. I think yeah. we have time for one more, and it's okay. on the list that I've posted. The Adulterance by Joe Dunthorne. Yes. Oh, that one's... Um, he did Wild Abandon and Submarine before this. This is his third book. Um, also, really, really uh, good book. And he writes very well. It's funny. Um, it's also got this kind of black humor to it, isn't it? So satire on contemporary society. There we go, yeah. I, I mean, and it's, it's also one of those ones, a little book, you can't put it down. Once you start it, you're just going to go right through it. Yeah. So this is a very long list. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> some of them I've already got. Some of them I've already read. Others I really want to get hold of and I want to read. <laughs> you, you've, you've, uh, I'll make a plan. You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, it's, it's a great list. You know, yeah. to think that one publishing company can have so many good ones. And the last thing I want to finish off with is that I will, I will be reviewing Greg Hurwitz's book, yes. Hellbent, which is the third orphan X book when it comes out in February. Yes. But the big news is that he's coming to South Africa in May. Correct, yeah. He's so we, if you haven't read Orphan X or Nowhere Man, you've got to go get them. Uh, he is unbelievable. Yeah. And the third one, Hellbent, it's standalone, but you actually I want to deny yourself the great pleasure of books one and two. Yes. And then when he comes to South Africa, we're going to definitely put a, a, a request in to have him come to the studio yeah. and talk about how he comes up with the most thrilling plots, <laughs> storylines, the whole idea behind uh, behind Orphan X. He's fantastic. Yeah, it's again, one of those ones you pick him up and you can't stop reading. His characters are so cool and really, really fast-paced. Um, it's And he's very sharp in, in terms of how he puts it all together. Really, really good. Yeah, love him. You've got the job that we all want. Yeah. <laughs> You're reading the books that. Uh, I know, I'm very lucky. I'm yeah. very lucky with that, yeah. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> Thank to the studio. My, my, pass, my, 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 my parting message to our listeners out there is good job and just keep reading.